Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Digging Denver Podcast. We're going to be talking about the latest news since the last podcast, our preseason opener against the Los Angeles Lakers, and voted via Twitter poll, our starting lineup wrap. That's a lot to get into this episode. So without further ado, let's dig in. everyone it's Blake running the dig in Denver podcast you know who it is last episode I asked you guys on the Twitter poll what would I have to do for the next podcast the Twitter poll ran a rap about the starting lineup if you're here for that go ahead and scroll to the very end of this episode because we got some meat and potatoes to go through first before we get to the dessert um, starting off with latest news since our last podcast um, our last podcast was kind of a general podcast that went over the offseason. Uh, before making this podcast, it was the slow part of the offseason. Uh, nothing much was going on. The only relevant thing that was going to happen was training camp coming up. Uh, that's already passed now, uh, and it started on the preseason, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, some latest news regarding our last podcast, though. Michael Porter Jr. went under a second surgery. Uh, when that first happened, a lot of people were a little uneasy about that. Uh, usually a second surgery is not good. Uh, but in this in this situation, that actually was Michael Porter Jr. used this second surgery to, instead of prolonging his return, to actually accelerate his return to basketball. I personally don't want him to start uh, this season. I would love for him to be a rookie of the year contender maybe next season but i don't want to accelerate anything uh to, to cause injury or harm to michael porter jr but if the kid's raring to go after this second surgery i'm all about it uh just don't want to re-agitate his back injury next was it isaiah thomas is starting to practice with the denver nuggets during training camp uh he also was coming back from injury and seeing him out there with the rest of the guys building that chemistry and out there taking some shots light practice so far from what I've seen uh, but out there taking shots and hanging with the team that's all good news it's really glad to see him out there having fun as a nugget uh, he's been quoted many times saying he's thankful for the opportunity that the Nuggets op are giving him and he I mean from what it seems like, he just wants to go out there and play. Uh, he likes the group of guys that we got rolling with him. It doesn't matter to him if he's coming off the bench or as a starter, which he won't. But as a bench player, you know, that doesn't phase him. He's out there. He's wanting to average 20 points per game or even more. You know, that's good for him. Uh, but I don't see him replacing anyone in the starting lineup unless anything happens. Cross our fingers, that won't happen. Um, but he's really looking good. I will Doubt we'll see him in any preseason games. Uh, maybe not even in the rotation by the time the regular season starts. Uh, but again, I have no problem with that. Uh, our group of guys that we got rolling with now are they look they look ready for all this all this action coming for the regular season. That's really the only news regarding the Denver Nuggets outside the association. Uh, Jimmy Butler had a meeting with Tom Thibodeau about his future as a Timberwolf and 
Sorry, Minnesota, it's not looking bright for you. Jimmy wants out. Uh, he does not like the atmosphere that the Timberwolves got in the locker room or, you know, something like that. And, you know, as a Nuggets fan, I have no problem with that. As a Minnesota fan, you guys probably don't like that because uh, that's really concerning to hear about your team uh, and their feelings in the locker room. But as a Nuggets fan, that sounds great for us because I would love for Jimmy to move out east. Uh, if he goes anywhere in the Western Conference, I mean, that's just a that's just a tough time for the Nuggets because he really does put up some points that uh, <clears throat> last regular season of uh, last year. Oh, still tough. Still tough to think about that. But Jimmy Butler going out east would be great for us. Uh, and personally, I see him having more opportunities out there, uh, getting paid the way he should be uh, with bigger contract availabilities out there. I mean, he's made it clear he doesn't want to play with LeBron in L.A. Uh, personally, I can see him being a uh, New York Nick, but that's up to Jimmy. I'd like to see him get traded to the Heat. Uh, he personally came out said he wanted to be traded to the Heat. Um, sorry, Heat fans, but you guys don't really have much to offer and without giving up too much uh, to the Timberwolves, especially since you guys didn't get a pick uh, last draft. So uh, I'd stick with what you got and maybe hope to land him in free agency if you guys have any room. But other than that, like I said, it was the slow part of the offseason, and that is until the preseason started Sunday night, September 30th, and it started with a bang. As you guys know, the first game of the preseason for the Denver Nuggets was against the Los Angeles Lakers, or I guess I should say the Los Angeles LeBrons. This uh, game was hosted by ESPN and broadcasted, and... Uh, I'm a big fan of sports casting, as you can tell. I mean, that's why I'm doing this. And ESPN, I don't know what it is, but you know LA was playing a second team, right? You know, they were they were playing another team. All I heard during the entire ESPN sports casting of that game was LA, 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 LeBron, 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 Lakers young core, Lakers young core, Kuzma, Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, blah, blah, blah. And every now and then a sprinkle of Jokic, who ESPN ranked the 12th best player in the league. I don't understand why. Uh, personally, and not even personally, I mean, arguably, the Nuggets have the best young core in the league, no matter who you're coming from, the East or the West. Uh, I mean, a solid three uh, in Jamal Murray, Gary Harrison, Nikola Jokic. And that's no news uh, for us Nuggets fans. I mean, we've known this. Uh, but for the rest of the league, I mean, none of those names are household names. I mean, I don't even think the Denver Nuggets franchise is a household name, uh, surprisingly enough. And a YouTuber by Troy Dan, who's a uh, NBA 2K YouTuber, love his content, uh, even stated in one of his latest videos uh, that the Denver Nuggets, in his opinion, were the next Spurs. They're going to be a great team. It's just they're really boring and no one knows about them. I kind of have to agree with him there. Denver's not the biggest basketball city yet. Uh, but, I mean, it's a shame on ESPN. You know, there was no no Denver Nuggets love. And I know they played in San Diego. And I know uh, their next game they're going to be playing in L.A. And I know the LeBron move was a big move. But, I mean, if you're going to be talking about the Lakers' young core, 
I mean, it's not even comparable to the Nuggets' young core. We're average age under the twenty, under the age of twenty-five, behind the veteran leadership of Paul Millsap. And I know Paul Millsap's not a LeBron James, but look at this roster, and it absolutely showed visual and statistical proof against the Lakers that game. I mean, we won one hundred and twenty-four to one hundred and seven. And it's like ESPN wasn't even phased. It didn't matter how up the Nuggets were. It was still the Lake Show. It was still LeBron. It was still the Lakers. It was still anything gold and purple in Los Angeles and nothing Denver. And I'm not the only one who noticed that. A tweet by our very own uh, Lafayette Lever, uh, as we call him, Fat Lever, um, tweeted... I'm watching Lakers Nuggets game on ESPN. Can someone tell me who the, who's on the Nuggets roster and their stats? My bad. This is a Laker broadcast. Thought it was ESPN. Right there with you, fat. I mean, I was really. It's kind of insulting. I mean, to play. Yeah, LA is a star-studded city, and to play against them, you know, it's going to be a sold-out crowd. People are going to want to watch LA play. It's. It's whatever. They have a really big fan base. But to completely ignore the other team that's making its own stride for greatness without LeBron, simply from its young core and a Paul Millsap, who some even argue is too old, I mean, no love. No love for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Mark Moser from Twitter also said uh, on uh, in a tweet with a quote, LeBron, 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 Lakers, LeBron, Kuzma, Kuzma, McGee, some other dude, parentheses, Murray Jokic, in parentheses, LeBron, LeBron, James, 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 yay, 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 end quote, while Nuggets up by 12. <laughs> and it's absolutely astonishing. I, I mean, personally, I thought, oh my God, can ESPN please stop talking about the Lakers? It was all pregame. It was all during the game. Even to the last... The last buzzer. I'm, oh, man, the Lakers, you know, got to do better than that last time. Show the Nuggets the respect that they deserve. They are a full frontal offense with, you know, a little bit of a laughable defense. But, I mean, these guys, it's it's past the point of these guys have potential, and it's these guys deserve the respect that they need. I mean, these guys were one game out of the playoffs last year that was decided in overtime. And even if they did win that game, they didn't have the eighth seed. I mean, I think they already had the sixth seed. I don't have the stats in front of me. Because they beat out a few of the guys that were up in the higher seeds, and that would have positioned them higher. Where were the Lakers? Yeah, I get LeBron going to the Lakers, but I mean, in my opinion, he went to a worse team than the Cleveland Cavaliers in the West. I... I mean, I know Cleveland's not going to be the same since LeBron's departure, but really? That's that's what you got? <sighs> I don't understand. That's why I really want this Nuggets team to make an impact this year, and without a doubt, I think they will. Uh, they're definitely going to be a, a pretty high seed, hopefully at the end of the, at the, of the uh, regular season. And, you know, I want people to take note. I want people to see why Jokic was ranked number 12 on the ESPN list. He's not a household name. People were like, why is he that high up on the list? And I know there's a debate between Joel Embiid and Carl uh, Anthony Towns. And, you know, to each their own, they're all special in their own ways. Defense, is, or defense isn't Jokic's thing, uh, but Joel Embiid 
he's got the better defense. Carl Anthony Towns is, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> if you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, I'm sorry you had to hear that, but in my opinion, Nikola Jokic is much, much better than Carl Anthony Towns. Um, because Jokic is a stretch five, I think maybe Carl Anthony Towns has more rebounds. Good for him. <laughs> um, but I, I even had a buddy of mine who does heat coverage uh, text me uh, at the beginning of the game. They were talking about Nikola Jokic and how he shot 40% from three last year. And that's what he texted me. He was like, holy crap. He was like, Nikola Jokic, 40 cent, uh, 40% from three? I was like, yeah. I was like, as a Nuggets fan, you know, that doesn't surprise me. Did you not know that? And he was nope, not at all. Granted, he's in the East Coast and in Miami, but, I mean, come on. Needs to be a household name. More than Hassan Whiteside, at least. But that's a hot take. I'm sorry. Um, the Nuggets play the Lakers again Tuesday night, uh, the 2nd. I'm hoping for a repeat. I hope they just blow them out of the water again. And, you know, people are going to recognize, man, these uh, these Nuggets are actually pretty good. Uh, there was a tweet by TJ McBride, and he was at the game. He said some guy behind him uh, said to himself, really, the Nuggets? I didn't even know they were this good. That wasn't the exact quote, but that's basically what the tweet read. I mean, I know Lakers fans are cancerous and they don't really pay attention to anything at all except for the gold and purple in front of them. But it's a good example about how no one else in the league really pays attention to the Denver Nuggets. But there's a part of me that actually kind of likes that. You know, the whole underdog thing coming out of nowhere, even though it wasn't really out of nowhere. It's in plain sight. Um, but the people go, what? They made it to the playoffs? Or what? They won by that much. Uh, it makes me a Denver Nuggets fan, really, um, for the most part, is the whole underdog thing. And, you know, it really fits them in their in their schemes and stuff. Uh, some player stats from the game. Really, really proud of our bench. Uh, that's what makes the Nuggets so great is the depth at each uh, position in the rotation. Absolutely phenomenal play uh, from the starters. Uh Barton had an okay game. Will Barton had uh, about seven points, two rebounds, one assist, uh, shot from three of nine. The part that surprised me the most, though, was going one of four from three. Um, they weren't ill-advised shots. You know, he was open, and they passed it out to him, and it just didn't fall. And there's some nights where that happens, and, uh, you know, shoot your shot. If you're open, you're open. Uh, just... Hopefully, Will Barton get on track uh, when the regular season starts rolling around. Um, Torrey Craig was a little quiet. Uh, he wasn't in the starting lineup, obviously, but he logged in 22 minutes. Uh, but only in those minutes, he got three points, four rebounds, and an assist, and only shot one of two. Uh, that was about it. He had a steal. Silent night for Torrey Craig. I really hope he finds more... Minutes into the rotation this year, I really liked him as during his rookie campaign and um, definitely see the potential in him. Said it all last year. Uh, really, really incredible kid. I really want to see him uh, produce a little bit more than that. Uh, Paul Millsap, 
you know, a standard night for him. Six points, five rebounds, two assists. Problem with him, again, one of five. Uh, shots not falling from Millsap either, going 0 of 2 from 3. Uh, you got to work on that. His wrist is fully recovered. He has no issues with it. Um, but he did quote uh, during the training camp that he wanted to see Nikola Jokic become the captain of the team. He wants to see him turn into that floor general, uh, running plays and everything. And that's exactly what Jokic did. 21 minutes, he scored 14 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Shot three of eight, missed three uh, threes, eight of eight from the free throw line. I mean, Jokic, when he's out there on the floor, it's like he's got eyes on the back of his head. He didn't make any fancy passes from the game, but, you know, just he just knows where everyone is on the floor at the same time. And like Paul Millsap said, I, I really want to see him turn into the key key player that the Nuggets run through him. Um, allow all those guards and forwards to cut and make plays. Uh, Jamal Murray, fantastic night. Uh, 19 minutes, scored 18 points, two rebounds and an assist. Shot two of three from the three and sinking eight of 12 shots. Murray looked hot out there. And I know, I know he has, he doesn't have a thing with the Lakers. And the Lakers got a thing with him. And part of it was because of that little dribble move he made past Lonzo last year. I thought that was hilarious. Lakers fans, it rubbed them the wrong way. I don't know why. Um, I, I mean, I do know why, but, you know, whatever. They can go cry me a river. Um, but, yeah, he always has great games against the Lakers, and I like that about him. Yeah, it's not a Nuggets-Lakers rivalry, really. It's it's a Lakers-Jamal Murray rivalry. I love it. Um, then heading over to the... Uh, the bench, Monte Morris looked fantastic. Uh, really see him uh, with potential in the backup card guard position. I don't know. I don't think Isaiah Thomas will stay uh, Denver Nugget uh, after the one year deal. Uh, but Monte Morris, strong suitor for the backup point guard next season for sure. Um, in 26 minutes, scored 12 points, six rebounds, four assists. Four of nine from the field, two steals. That's Monte. I mean, he's got perfect ball control, and, you know, he's got the quick hands on the defensive end. I really like seeing him out there. Bench player of the night, without a doubt, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Juancho killed it from three. He hit five of eight from three, finishing with 19 points in 23 minutes, grabbing five rebounds and dishing out an assist. Going 6 of 11 from the field. 2 out of 2 from free throw with 3 blocks. I mean, he was the only nugget the ESPN sportscasters were really talking about. And if I remember, I know it was Doris Burke. I don't remember who the other sportscaster was. He mistook Tyler Lydon for Wancho. Lydon was in the corner for an open 3, missed. And he was like, wow, that was a first shot Wancho didn't make. And Doris Burke was like, uh, Tyler Lydon. But I see where you were going with that. I mean, ESPN didn't even know which players were which. Come on. That's pathetic. That's uncalled for. Again, very insulting. But yeah, Juancho lighting it up with 19 points. Phenomenal. I, I, I didn't see much of him last year in the rotation. I don't know if that was Malone. 
whatever things happen, they happen. Uh, but I hope he, he, he made a strong enough statement to be put into the regular rotation. Uh, I mean, he was, he was on fire out there. Heat checks and everything. Um, Beasley had a great game. And, you know, the great thing about Beasley was he improved his jumper. His jumper looked smoother. It looked a lot better than last year. I mean, stats don't lie. He was 4-4 four four from 3. He was perfect uh, with 12 points that night. Uh, and it's funny because he had 8 shot attempts. Only made 4 of them. And the 4s were 3s. And he was perfect from 3. So, maybe he worked too much on his jumper. I, I don't know. Uh, but perfect production from him from the three. Uh, Trey Lyles kind of struggled a little bit. I mean, he did finish the night with 14 points in 21 minutes, uh, but he was three of nine from the field and finished one of seven on threes. That doesn't sound like Trey Lyles at all. Trey Lyles is a perfect stretch, uh, and he proved it last year when we played him first. And it's... Little unlike him to miss that many. Uh, hopefully that'll change because I mean that was one of his most effective traits. He did come through with a really nice putback dunk. I don't know since we dished Kenneth Fareed to the Brooklyn Nets that we weren't going to have that same strong rebounding ability that we used to have with him on the roster. But uh, Trey Lyles showing his athletic ability on that end uh, really impressive. Uh, it was because though. He did take eight free throws and made seven of them. So that's a big part of his 14 points. Mason Plumley looked good up there. Asked everything you can ask for for a backup center. Uh, really good ball control. Really good assists. Uh, finished the night with 11 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. Pretty good. And also major improvement on his free throws. Five of five. That's really good. I mean, he struggled with that a lot last year, uh, and they, they obviously worked on that. Um, nothing much about any anyone else that really struck out to me. Uh, I did like seeing Thomas Welsh out there, our two-way center. Uh, I love that pick. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Michael Porter Jr. and Jared Vanderbilt. But, I mean, me, I was like, Thomas Welsh is pretty nice. Definitely an underrated center. I had him going higher in the draft, but, I mean, we got him. So, nope, not complaining for me. Uh, he finished the night with only five minutes. So, I mean, four four points and two rebounds is, I mean, that's all he really could do in five minutes. Um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of centers, so watching him do that was definitely a fan favorite for me, and I think he will be for everyone else once he uh, gets a more solid role with the Nuggets. Um but yeah, final score, 124-107. Uh, Lakers, eat your heart out. Uh, <laughs> hopefully when they play again on Tuesday night, uh, it'll be a, a repeat. Nuggets showing what they got again while the Lakers lose again. That's my favorite thing to see. Uh, field goal percentage, Nuggets shot 46%. Uh, Went 35 from three with 13 made. Hit 31 free throws, making 89% of their free throws. That's fantastic. Definitely want to make free throws. Uh, struggled a little bit with the ball with 21 turnovers, uh, but dished out 25 assists. A lot of them were intercepted passes, so 
I mean, you could tell with the Nuggets pass first mentality, it's going to happen. Um, but definitely out rebounded uh, the Lakers offensively. I mean, uh, 13 to 7 and total being 50 to 37. Like I said last pod, rebounds wins you games. Um, steals 11 to 9, blocks 5 to 7, personal fouls 28 to 31. Uh, it was kind of a foul fest during the game, but oh well. Still got that W. Uh, without further ado, mixed by your very own and performed by your very own. Here's the starting lineup wrap for the Denver Nuggets 2018 season. Jamal Murray, breaking ankles, dropping threes, call him Buttery Curry, at the shooting guard, we have the man named Sparty. Gary's 3D adds to the party, never still at the small forward position. His options are endless, he's offensively proficient at the forward guy. The number four, Paul Millsap, is the general on the floor. Big man serving sensation at the five. Already breaking records, he's truly making strides. This Nuggets lineup is gonna kill it this year. Definitely making the playoffs, saying it loud and clear. I hope that doesn't come back to haunt me later on in my life, and it probably will, but oh well, got that out of the way. I'm going to run a new Twitter poll for the next pod that comes out, so go ahead and follow me at BucketsBlake. That last E is a three on Twitter. There you can find some more Denver Nuggets stuff via Digging Denver. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. Got a lot of articles coming out, new grind for the season, and you guys are going to eat it up. I can already tell you guys are going to dig in. Um, big thank you to everyone uh, for the feedback from the first pod. Very positive. Uh, I like that kind of stuff, obviously. No one likes negative stuff. Uh, but I was kind of expecting some negative criticisms at first because it was my first podcast. Uh, so if anyone's got anything to say, yeah, like I said, mention me on Twitter. Let me know. You know where to find me. That ends this week's episode of the Digging Denver podcast. I don't know why I keep saying this week. I mean, these things come out, you know, every few weeks. Like I said in the last pod, these are going to become more regular during the regular season. Kind of taking it easy with the offseason and the preseason. But I will say we got a big surprise coming up for the regular season as well, along with more steady flow of podcasts. But that will be announced later. Uh, hopefully you guys can contain your excitement. But, gotta go. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And without further ado, I will see you next time.